0: Hi everyone, it's Farron, and welcome to the Raising Our Children podcast. Ever wondered how a blended family could work? Well, today we have Rosie and Jeff King. They share with us the beauty and power that their blended family brought to their life and the life of their children. They share with us the importance of the dinner table conversations, both in building connections with the children, but with the children amongst themselves. They talk about how spending time with the children builds their trust and connection, being there for their activities, encouraging them to participate and take part in life. They were also very clear on the importance of giving children responsibilities and the absolute wonderful teacher that The Great Outdoors is, and the lessons that it can teach the children and connect the family. I hope you enjoy the conversation, and please remember to subscribe and share. Hi Rosie, hi Jeff. Hi Farron. Farron. How are you guys? Very well, thank you. Yeah, good. Thank you. Good afternoon. Yeah? (laughs) Always good, always good. (laughs) Thank you. It's um, wonderful to... um, Thanks for taking the time to be on the podcast today. Um, it's, uh, It's something I'm super passionate about is to try and figure out what is this next stage of how we're going to collectively raise our children. And, you know, your beautiful story, which we're looking forward to hearing, is, you know, two people coming together and then their family and their children coming together. And this is, I believe, going to not only be a thing, but it's just going to keep increasing. And just love to hear some some of your wonderful thoughts on this. I guess first, though, I'd love to hear from both of you about these memorable childhood experiences, because I've always believed that the experiences we have ourselves inform how we then continue to grow and develop. And so were there any memorable childhood experiences Rosie that you had as a child that inspired you now in your interactions with your children and you know how has that impacted you or your own life experience and perspective?
1: Well for me I think it was probably that I came from a blended family so um, my father left my mother with four children when, when we were all very young um, and she remarried um, when I was about eight I think and just seeing what our stepfather did for us and the way that he cared for my mother, that was a really inspiring thing for myself and my brothers and sisters. And the fact that, you know, mum was his number one thing and we were right there behind her as his number two thing. Mm. You know, that, that it was all about, he didn't have a family of his own mm-hmm. and he'd had been he left London when he was six in the war and never, went, never saw his family again when they were all evacuated from London in the bombings. And so for him to suddenly have this family of four children and a new wife was such a lovely thing for him. And just the way that he took it on board. Wow. And stepped up. And stepped up. It was just amazing.
0: I can imagine maybe that generation, um, yeah, maybe I'm implying things, but I guess their perspective of both women, of children, of families in that era was somewhat very different. Yes. to what we now expect and what we think is appropriate and, and you know, respectful. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's a really, you know, inspiring way to also, yeah, we'll hear more shortly. And how about you, Jeff? Was there something that, um, that was really touching or inspiring for you or just a positive, memorable experience?
2: I suppose probably more uh, spending time with my parents who we used to be 150 miles north of Longridge on a property up there for many years. And we used to spend time a lot of time mustering and in, in the cattle yards or sheep yards with mum and dad. So it was just time time with time with them.
0: Yeah, and did you important. have any siblings? Um uh, with... youngest younger sister. Okay. And so just the two of you together. And do you have with your own sister did you did you get along with her? Did you Yeah, like a house on fire, yeah. Oh wow, that's yeah. awesome. And so she also really participated in all those outdoor activities. So she was,
2: she was a bit younger but yeah, I was Mum said I always looked after her, if if uh, mum couldn't see her, she knew I wouldn't be far away, I'd be able to bring yeah. her back if she got into trouble. But yeah, it was just looking after one another, mm. which I think goes right through your life. You've got to look after loved ones, family, mums
0: and dads, kids. Mm. Yep. Oh, that's great. And so now let's, yeah, let's hear about your special story. So, you know, you had that blended family experience of... I did. Um, of your of your dad coming to yeah. the, your family and um, and then Jeff and his parents and that great connection so great foundations really and that level of respect that your your dad showed your mom and connection with the four kids but like yeah maybe tell us how you what was those things that when you brought your families together were so important to you maybe um, um, or just tell us a little bit about it yeah no <laughs>
1: I remember, because I'm a real reader, so I remember when um, Jeff and I decided to marry and I already had three children and he had two, mm. and I remember going to the local library at Southport and borrowing a book called Blended Families and reading, reading quite negative stories about how blended families usually don't work and there's jealousy among the children and they vie for the parents' attention. And so I was really conscious of that. going And so into what age,
0: what age can I ask, were the children around?
1: I think our eldest was 16, 15, mm-hmm.
0: 16. 16. Yes. And so, the and youngest? down to
1: 8 or 9. Wow, yes, a yeah. so big
2: range. Big range, mm-hmm. yeah. So there was 5 of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah.
1: So I was really conscious um, going into the actual relationship, particularly when we moved into the family home with Jeff because his mum was still there as well. So we had to take in that next generation above us mm-hmm. um, and just making sure that the children were knew that they were loved by both parents, whether it was their own parent or a Mm -hmm. step-parent, in equal measure, you know, and the times when little ones would come up to you and go, am I your favourite? And you sort of had to say, well, I love you all equally, Mm -hmm. whether you're mine or or Jeff's or both. And, you know, you just really have to make children feel so secure Mm -hmm. in a blended relationship because there really is that problem of my mum now has a new partner, or my dad now has a Am new I partner. Am I still somebody. Am I still important to yeah. them, or is it all about the new partner? So very much for me, that was something I was very conscious of and, and certainly said to the children every day how much I loved them and cared mm. for them and, you know, found out things that Jeff's children liked. You know, his youngest one used to love. I'd go in the morning and wake him up and tickle him, and he, he loved that. Mm-hmm. You know, He'd lost his mum, so yeah. it was really nice for him to have, you know, his his mum come in and just... Make be that a, connection. Be a mum. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Lovely.
0: How about how about you, Jeff? Was there something that really stood out to you when... when that was all happening for you guys? Especially for, for the kids. Like, how did you make sure, you know, the kids felt secure and connected?
2: Um, it was probably... the, the kids... the kids struggled a, a bit with my... parenting, because I was... wasn't so strict, it just... there was principles. Mm value one another, respect one another, and bloody all we'll will get on. Yeah. That was my things I wanted them to do. Yes. And we, we seemed to master that pretty well because we had dinner at the table every night. Yeah, right. None, none of this watching television, you sat at a table, mm-hmm. eyes and forks, full full up, because that's the way I've always had dinner. Yeah. So I just continue that on. Um, phones were left... In the bedrooms or on the side shelf, uh, and we just sat and we talked. Mm. So it's just an hour or half an hour of that time where you got to ask the kids what they what they did in the day and mm-hmm. just be involved with their life. Otherwise, yeah. it just seemed today so many kids like they're on the one hand on the tele on the look watching something on the Facebook or whatever on the phone. Yeah. Trying to eat dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> we we just didn't allow it and it seemed to work. Took a bit, there was a bit of bucking kicking, and kicking and carrying on to,
1: like it, yeah. to
2: start with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Once they got used to it and you got them involved in their day activities, what they'd done and so forth. Because mm. uh, most kids want to talk. Yeah. You just got to need to give them the opportunity to and not be distracted by something else. And so
0: that's, wow, I really love this idea of the importance of gathering at the oh, dinner definitely. table. You know, <laughs> I, I think it's a, like a, almost a forgotten art in a way. <laughs> And um, I guess maybe some parents may say, you know, oh well, I just don't have time to prepare it, or you know, this, that, or the other, or whatever it might be. And what what are your thoughts, or what's your response in that situation? You know, you, if you
2: want your fa- not only blender families, just everyday families yeah. starting out first time, if you don't spend the time with your kids, you're not going to get the have the tr- their trust in you, and their um, not ability, but their willingness to talk to you mm-hmm. so so many parents don't spend the time with their kids and the and the kids aren't in that frame of mind I've mm. wanted to talk to mum and dad Oh, secrets, secret secrets but well, we didn't have any secrets with our kids yeah set um, up it just did yeah, everything was discussed
1: <laughs> around the dinner table I think they felt very comfortable with their siblings as well yeah. and it was amazing what would come out <laughs> Yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah that's really we had good. some funny, yeah. funny conversations. Yeah. But the lovely thing about that was that just developed the relationships with the kids. <laughs> the kids. Mm. So our, our children are all grown now. Our youngest one's just you know graduated yeah. university, is about to turn 21. But they are, the five of them are the best of friends. Wow. And support each other in everything. You know, with this COVID lockdown, we've had regular Zoom meetings with all the kids. And how is everyone going? And support network yeah. is there.
0: That is great. And maybe like when things either for the kids or as a family um, got a bit tough and tough can be very broad, you know, whether it's stuff happening at school or someone passed away in the family or something that was a bit confronting for the kids, were there things that were really important that, you know, that you guys talked them through or that you did with them to help them out around those situations? Like, because, you know, I can imagine, you know, yeah, it, it could be experienced differently for the kids if, um, if there was an activity that you love to do together. Um, you know, I, the dinner table one is a great example, but with Jeff loving the outdoors heaps, did you guys ever, you know, spend time together? Every holiday, yeah. yeah.
1: Every holiday, Easter long weekend, Christmas mm-hmm. holidays, we'd pack up and take the kids camping. A typical Australian holiday, yeah. we'd go camping, we had friends who had, you know, boats and jet skis and so we'd uh-huh. go out and hang out with our friends and so there'd be big groups of us and the kids would be on the water all day and exhausted at the end of the night and we'd sit around the campfire at night, same thing.
2: And it was good cool because there wasn't internet, wasn't any internet. No internet,
1: no, no you're in the middle of it, They'd
2: how to make the fires and
1: they did, yeah, yeah,
2: set up their tents. And yep. All that yeah. good stuff
1: really good skills for them mm. yeah ride their bikes when they were younger and, yeah. and we put the music on at night after the, around the dance you know the campfire we dance and the kids just loved it yeah just loved it
0: yeah I, I,
2: um, nature's nature's a wonderful uh, great environment environment, learn. environment for yeah. learning mm. yeah and, and because they're so interactive with their smartphones and whatever else they, they use mm. they don't s- seem to get that. Na- natural interaction with with not only nature but people yeah because they're always yeah. distracted they' always oh What's happening over there? Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. when you go camping, they all have to contribute, you know, help with the, with the cooking, prepare the meal, wash up the dishes. Mm. Jeff used to cook damper and so they'd, you know, help share damper around to other campsites of the people camping around us if we had too much. Mm-hmm. As you said, mm-hmm. putting up tents, learning how to, you know, they'd have great lessons with Jeff where he taught them and... how to tie ropes and knots yeah. and things and Boy Scout stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Girl Guide yeah, stuff. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's yeah. great. And I think it's, that's very different to me, very different to going away, I don't know, say on a skiing holiday where the kids are off skiing all day and, and you're off doing your own thing, you're not doing it together. Yeah. hmm Yeah, right. It's a, like, to me, togetherness is a big part of... Yeah. Of our yeah. time with our kids.
1: But also, one. don't forget the one-on-ones. So for yeah. me, for yeah. instance, a little bit of a family <coughs> tradition. Family tradition is really important, I think, in mm-hmm. a blended family or any type of family. Yes. But every year on my children's birthdays, I go one-on-one for a day with them. Yeah, And nice. it's a one-on-one with myself and my child, mm. doing what they want to do. We know we might go shopping and buy them yeah. a new you know, hat or yeah, something and, sure. and have lunch together and just have one-on-one one time. Up. Really important part of it, as well as having the whole group, but for them to feel, feel special. Just and,
0: and now that they're adults, I know you mentioned, you know, through this lockdown as well, the, the Zoom calls and staying connected like that. Um, let, let's like either fast forward or rewind a little bit when the this heavier lockdown sort of situation isn't really happening um would as adults did you notice because of that level of trust and connection that you developed as a family around the dinner table did you notice that they would naturally just come and check in and um if they're not sure about something consult with you about different difficult happy bad sad situations in their life
1: always Mm. yeah always they're they're really happy to pick up the phone i mean obviously they live in their own Homes now. Yeah. But without hesitation, we'll pick up a phone and go, hey, Rosie, or hey, Dad, can you? I just need some help with this. Yeah, and, right. Um, very happy to reach out and ask for help, mm. which is a good thing. Some kids are afraid, you know, this sort of thing, mm. oh, my parents are busy, maybe I shouldn't interrupt them.
0: <coughs> and, you know, in this, um, you know, we're in 2020 now, in a totally new 2020 than we ever thought in January, mm. um, you know. If if there was if there was some really important messages that you think families from your perspective and the experience you've had as parents um, and as people what what would um, what would any you know really important messages be from from your perspective for adult children uh, for adult children for you know parents who are dealing both with adult children or their younger children mm. during these times if there's you if know. they're
1: living out of home check on them mm. so here's a little story my youngest um in had given up his job just before covid started to he'd been saving and saving and was heading off to england mm-hmm. for a two-year working holiday he yeah, finished right. uni and he was off and then so he'd quit his job and then covid hit yeah and he wasn't able to be re-employed and i and um, he had to give up his apartment he was living in and his older sister took him in and gave him the spare room and I didn't realise that he hadn't been able to get accepted for youth allowance or any sort of support. Mm. Um, And he came over one day and um, I sort of gave him some lunch and his sister was here too. And she said, I'm really glad you fed him because he's really hungry. And I went, why are you hungry? And he said, I said, have you got enough money? And he said, well, not really, you know, I haven't been able to get assistance from the government. And I Mm. said, well, how much money have you got in your bank account? And he said, $12 Mm. (laughs) and he's 20 years old. Breaks your heart so just remember to ask yeah. are they okay and you should do that to everyone in your life older younger brothers sisters yes are you okay mm. just tell me if you're not
0: yeah right mm. Mm. Help you out. and Jeff if um, if you know families have younger children during this kind of bizarre time we find ourselves in any any from your point of view
2: oh, uh, from, from where we're sitting here
0: we look down on,
2: across at a beautiful park. It's amazing how many in the last through COVID, how many families you see out there. Mum, dad, and three kids on bikes. Wonderful, yeah. 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 It has been good. And, and as, as you hear, the, the bike shops have just been selling out left, right, and you can't buy a bike for love of money. Mm. Just how many bikes are out there now. So it's obviously parents now, rather than going whizzing off to work, it's what like they're actually spending time taking mm. the kids out. And if they're out on a the bike, they can't be looking at a screen. Mm. That's why you have, got two hands hour, on a handlebar. <laughs> half an hour on the, or an hour, whatever it is, bike riding, it's got to be good for them. Yeah. Good for Wellness everybody. A, good for everyone. Yeah, mum, dad and the kids. Mm. No, that, yeah. is, that is really really yeah. so interesting. And not only during COVID, I've been a big supporter of all our kids. If they've got a soccer game or a rugby game or a netball game, if it's all possible, I'll be there. Find mm. the time. So to, Make find the time. the time to do. Because so, so many of the kids parents just aren't aren't
1: there
2: aren't there to to watch them and that he might have scored his first goal or he might have broke his little record or he you, you want know, to be there for you that. want to be there for because mm. if you can't talk about to, about to, oh you did really well that was yeah and inc- congratulate them they generally don't talk about it at home because you weren't there yeah so mm. you've missed it and they've missed getting excited about it so mm. yeah you've got to be there for all this yeah
1: and I know that's really church, hard not
2: only sporting but yeah. they're Musical or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Anything they're involved in. You've got to be there as parents.
1: Because both parents work, I know that's really hard Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. Um, And I'm sure your listeners will be aware of that. So what we did as a family was we sat down on a Sunday night and did the schedule for the week and went, what have you got on? What have you got on? Tell me what's happening this week. Mm -hmm. And even two weeks in advance so that we could ask for a couple of hours off work if we had to to be there for them Mm. and it was amazing how good that was for Mm. them as well because they're like oh I must be important I'm in the daily I'm in the schedule
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) do you
1: know what I mean just making them feel that we love them and and want to have our time with them
0: yeah Yeah. and did you um, did your children have a variety of different um things that they enjoyed, for example, was some was some of them outdoorsy or sporting and some were like the arts and music or dancing and so on. With and young, how did you encourage that?
1: I didn't actually. When they were okay, young, yeah. I was a bit the opposite. Okay. When they were young, um, because my husband travelled a lot yes, um, and I had three children at home on my own, this is before Jeff and I married, I said to my children, you can only have two activities each mm-hmm. because otherwise I would be going in six different directions and we'd never see each other. So mm. there's... There's piano, there's ballet, there's netball, there's soccer. There's so many choices, yeah. and I know that I know a lot of parents will go yes <coughs> to everything, and they spend all their time in the car with the kids going to different sports. And I mm. said to the kids, let's just do two, mm. and then the rest of the time we can be so at home. So they got two each. Two each. Yeah. But luckily, I had two girls, so they actually did the same things. Yeah. Um, and the rest of the time we were home and I taught them how to cook and we did things, we built, built a garden and we did things at home.
0: Mm. Well, I guess, you know, that's definitely increased during COVID is that families doing things at it's home, great. these, yeah, yeah. you know, um, knickknacks, odd jobs, um, crafts, sewing, um, cooking. I, I know even I've had enjoyed. um, you know, um, been i've had to be back at home during this time and i've learned to cook with my mum again yeah, yeah. or just get tips and ideas from her even as a grown adult man um and it's been fun it's you know it's a little connection that yeah. way as well
1: yeah so i my my tip would be don't don't have too many activities You're right limit it to say so we'd say okay this this term you can do piano and ballet yeah and next term if you want to change we can do something different hmm
0: and right. That was really good. That's really good, and Jeff, the you had two, two boys. <coughs> yep, very uh, sporting. Yeah, right, and um, yeah, so they they really liked their sport. Yes, so yeah, rowing. Summer was always rowing. Four
2: mm. thirty starts in the morning for those boys, and and next term was uh, rugby.
0: Yeah, so that was afternoon
2: sport. So you didn't go to a lot of the uh, training days, but no. for you, if there was a. For the game days. Game days, definitely. There, yeah. And then one of the boys, he did a couple of years ballroom dancing. Yeah. Um, which was very good. Cause in year 12, he was driving to and from there. Got his hours up very quickly for his learner's, for his driver's license. Um, but yeah, just involved with this tournament, tournaments
0: and whatever it was. Hmm. And and it's, it's cool. And maybe, maybe, yeah, this is a really challenging point. And, ha- you know, from your experience, how did you navigate that in the busyness of our lives today? What I'm hearing is the importance of staying connected and being in the lives of your children somehow. Um, but, you know, is there any pointers out there that from, you know, you mentioned the two only two activities or, you know, the dinner table. Is, is there any other fun or the, the birthday... You know the 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 special one-on-one special birthday things, but if there's any other ones or final tips that you like to share, please.
1: I'd like to share a financial tip. Yeah,
0: (laughs) go for it. Yes, please. So from a
1: very early early um, stage in their lives, um, from the age of five, Mm -hmm. we opened up those little school bank accounts that you have, and the kids half their pocket money um, every week would go into their school bank account and um, it was a really good lesson for them to learn and even when they got birthday money you know let's so say they got twenty dollars mm. from their grandma for their birthday i'd take ten dollars off it and they kicked and screamed and went why are you doing that mum?" and i went because one day i want to buy you your own home mm. you know or something you know you've got an asset you've got yeah. cash in the bank and um that was a really good learning lesson for them and then when they turned 14 and went can i have a phone yes you can but you've got to get a job and save up and Save up for it and buy it yourself. Mm. And that taught them the responsibility of holding down a job and being a good person at work so that you would get paid and you could buy the things you wanted in life. Mm. So encourage them to get a job. Encourage them to save at least half of what they're earning, especially while they're at home. Yeah. They don't need to spend it all. Mm-hmm. And they'll come away as a young adult with good financial habits.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a... Yeah, one that I didn't think to ask you with all the experience you have in, in business. But yeah, thanks for sharing that, Rosie. And Jeff, how about you, buddy? Any final um, pointers that you'd like to share? Get them involved with what's going on in the house.
2: Mm. Don't expect mum to do all the washing mm. or the cooking or... Dad. Yeah. So we used to get kids from 15 on, they did all their own washing. Mm. Within reason, yeah, we did we did the towels and so on, their yeah. own clothes and so on. Yeah, the delicacy didn't, but all their general clothes they washed and hung them out themselves. Mm. Um, and early on, probably about fifteen, I suppose, we started. They prepared a meal
0: and contributed every week, that a, way week
2: or fortnight. Mm. One of the young fellas, he just he just did either tacos or forgetting bolognese. <laughs> yeah. But a few of the others got a bit more adventurous with Chinese and um, Thai and. Yeah, oh, so good. Yeah, I used, to, I used to normally do the roast and so forth on the Sunday night, mm-hmm. and the other nights we, not every week, but say so once it's... probably probably once every fortnight they had to cook a meal. Yeah, you between what the fires. Or... Yeah, yeah.
1: And that yeah. meant when they left home, <coughs> moved into a house with flatmates, they knew how to cook a meal <laughs>
2: and, and host. they knew how to wash their clothes. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. <laughs> nah, so that's a big thing, and and that's just like appreciation. Of what mum does, what mm. dad does for you. Yeah. And I know you're <laughs> you a great do, you cook too. You can do too. a bit of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: He is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's He's great. He's main on a steak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. Well, Rosie and Jeff King, thank you so much for being on the Raising Our Children podcast. And yeah, it's just been so wonderful to sh- hear firstly your your experiences. And thank you for being so open and sharing this because I think... The collection of these stories, you know, the purpose of the podcast, from my perspective, is that in this sharing, maybe there's a little, little uh, spark that you know the listeners go, yep, yeah, we will give that a crack, or that's that's a good thing to think about. So, thank you again for your contributions, and um, I'll see you at the beach.
1: You're welcome. Ah, fun.
0: Yeah, good. thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Bye. Hey everyone. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you'd like to get in touch, please use the message feature on anchor.fm and ask a question or send some feedback and I'd love to hear from you. So thanks again for listening to Raising Our Children, a podcast dedicated to supporting the future of learning and the well-being of our children.